Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman here with the Owen Spock Sports Show with Brad and Cliff. Actually, would we be underneath the, you know, the score? Well, not underneath the scoreboard, underneath where the score is sitting yeah, for the, there. The I feel like, box. you know... The press box, kind of where this is where the magic happens, where you've got the <laughs> turf dry and all. Well, not the turf dry, the field dry and all yep. that different stuff. And for somebody not familiar with you, Brad, and I want the whole kit and caboodle here. What is your baseball softball background? I know it's <laughs> if it takes a couple minutes, that's okay. Yeah. Go through the whole thing, please. Well, I started um, obviously. I graduated from Chippewa Hills, played four years of baseball there, um, and then. Uh, after that, I attended Central Michigan University and was fortunate enough to play there for four years. Where'd you play there? What position? I was a catcher first baseman. All right. And then uh, got done there, graduated. Um, and then I started at Chippewa Hills as an assistant coach on varsity. Um, and then came here for a year coaching JV. So I was at Chip Hills for five. Um, came here and, and my first year was a JV. Um, and then the next year I took over the program, um, coached for 10 years, and Oh, I've been doing softball, well, minus the COVID year, um, <laughs> I guess three years now. All right, all right. And football, girls' hoops, baseball, now softball. You ever thought about doing the wrestling track to really round <laughs> things out as a coach? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not, I'm not uh, well-groomed in those those uh, areas, but, um, you know, I just I enjoy it. Yep. It's, the kids keep you young. The kids keep you fired up, and it's it's been good. Yeah, but I like to talk about how much more fast-paced it is than baseball, but for somebody who's a baseball and softball junkie like yourself. Describe the difference to somebody between baseball, softball. You always hear off the time, oh, girls sports, da, 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 and it's well as I like to tell them, softball's not girls baseball. It's a totally different sport, and it's incredible. Tell everybody a little bit about the difference, the fast pace, and what it means to you seeing the two different sports. Um, it's ama- quite amazing, really. Um, I remember we were <laughs> when I was coaching baseball, and we'd be on the field, and, and the girls would be in their second game, and we're in the bottom of the sixth in the first game. I'm like, what in the world? I'm doing this wrong um <laughs> but no if it's between the the, the pace um the the girls work just as hard as the boys i mean my girls right now are uplifting um they lift every day from right after school until 4 15 4 30 um and then we we practice and you know i it's quite funny because i love watching videos of uh college baseball players and um when they face softball pitchers yeah uh totally different game um You'll see. Yeah, what do you, what do you see when you watch that? When you watch those college baseball players try and go up against a softball pitcher? Most of the time, the the pitcher will strike them out. I mean, and, and she will go through their entire baseball team. Um, or the football players will, you know, give her a little bit of grief, and then she'll they'll line them up and go. And, and yeah, it's uh, it's I played uh, men's fast pitch for two years in Mount Pleasant, and it was the most fun. I mean, like I said, I played a, played in college, but that was probably the most fun summer athletic sport if you will, that I did. Um, it was a blast. I enjoyed it. And coming to softball, there's there's the speed, but everything else is way different. Like the strategy, you see a lot more bunting in softball, um, the slap hitting, the, the pitching. I mean, I still don't 100% am not confident sometimes in what, what our pitchers for me to, to coach them because there's things just that's, that's different mechanics. Yep. 
Well, it's one of those. I, I was talking about Coach Wheaton with this a couple of weeks ago from Sacred Heart. He's a guy who's got a big baseball background, too. And, and so many times you saw it when you got into the Class D playoffs. You were fortunate enough when you were coaching baseball. You had some really good teams. But you get to the bottom of that Pentwater lineup, and you know the coach is making a good decision on the other side, telling those kids, I don't want to see the bat come off your shoulder unless there's two strikes. And you see kids out there laboring, trying to throw strikes because it's difficult. Yeah. That's just something that does not happen in softball, I think. You're so much closer to the plate. The ball is so much bigger to hit. The, the bases are so much closer. For somebody that doesn't know the difference in the dimensions, kind of go through those a little bit. Your, your, your pitching is, you know, 60 foot 6 inches in baseball, and it's 43 feet here. Um, and that just changed a few years ago. You know, the bases are a, a lot shorter. Um, the fences, I mean, ours was – we just moved ours in, and ours was at 225. And I would, I would put that up against – any stadium, college, even, and, and I don't know if there's a ton of professional stadiums, but 225 is a long ways. And we moved ours in the 200, and I thought we put it too short when I first started looking at it. But the fences are shorter. Um, yeah, the ball is bigger, but the bats are smaller. So that's, All right, that's, that's something, something I didn't know. Yeah, yep. so the, the circumference of the bats are smaller. Um, but no, just the, the whole arm slot. I mean, softball's from the hip. Baseball's, baseball's over the, the top. Um, and people ask why, you know, girls can pitch and, and there's a limitation in baseball. Well, throwing underhand is a natural motion. Throwing overhand is not. So that's that's one of those reasons. Yeah, and that's why we're not hearing about girls having to get rotator cuff surgeries right. and all that different kind of stuff. And I think you kind of talked about it a little bit, but is there how much of a difference for you is there coaching baseball to softball? I think you still talked about the, some of the pitching. You're still trying to catch up a little bit. Yeah, and that's the biggest struggle that I have. I mean, hitting is, is fairly similar. Um, base running is the same, all that stuff. There's not leadoffs and stuff like that in softball, obviously. Um, but uh, the the pitching is still something that I'm I'm learning. Um, I have two coaches on staff that pitched, and that's been key for me. Um, you know, that's that's one of the big things is just the pitching, and, and like I said, pretty much everything else I think is pretty similar as far as baseball. Um, you know, the the girls still. Hit the ball and run the bases. Yep. And in fielding is one of those things. Said You move it in a little bit, but I feel like that a lot of that's kind of the same. And one of the things you want your kids to imagine on the softball field, same as baseball, is be aggressive when you hit that ball to the Absolutely. outfield. Make make them try and throw yeah. you out at second base if they got to. Cause yeah, and, and that's what I tell the girls all the time. I said, if we're aggressive and you get thrown out, that's my fault. That's not your fault. I would rather you play aggressive um, and, you know, a smart aggressive. Yep. But um, play aggressive because that's how we want to play. And, and it worked a lot in baseball. I mean, we were we led the state, I think, in most years of coaching baseball because we did a good job reading the ball in the dirt. We took the extra base, um, getting good jumps, stuff like that. And, and that's, that's huge. Yeah, and now weather, we're looking at a nice day today as we recorded this on Thursday, but who knows what happens this time of year. I always tell people when they say, well, what baseball games you got this week? Well, it's tough to schedule a baseball broadcast or softball broadcast right now because sometimes I don't have room in a press box, the weather that can wreak havoc or the weather wreaks havoc on you guys like it did yesterday. What's it been like dealing with that this early in the season? And what do you guys do when games or practices can't happen? What do you do moving indoors? How do you keep it going? Um, I mean, we, we're typically used to indoor practices before spring break. I mean, which is, you know, from the start of the season until early April. Um, we're not used to the end of April practicing inside, and that's been a struggle. Um, and and the, honestly, the way I knew it was was not game day today is it's nice out. I mean, every, <laughs> it seems like every day that we've had a game, like yesterday, it was at, at 1230, it was 30 to 20, 29, 30 degrees out, and it felt like 22. I'm like, <laughs> We can't play in that temperature. That's just not safe. And, you know, um, <clears throat> we, we go in the gym, we hit, pitchers throw. Um, we do everything that we – I mean, all of our bunt D's and stuff are, are in, but we just – you know, when we get outside, it's just 
at a bigger scale. Because yeah. our gym isn't very big. So I get, Yeah, hitting and fielding are probably the things that you really struggle. Like I said, you can practice the pitching indoors. You can practice the bunting indoors. Like I said, really being able to hit the ball for power. Is, I guess you go in that cage. But is, is it the same when you're in the cage or somebody that's got some experience with that? No, and, and definitely there's a big difference between inside and outside hitting. Um, typically when we come outside, I don't go back inside and I don't, cause I don't want to, I don't, yep. my, it's for the fact of the, seeing the ball, um, feeling ground balls, you can't, obviously you can do in the gym, but it's way different out here. Hitting in there is way different because it's, you know, the tunnel, the darkness, the background's different. Um, and just being able to see the ball. So, you know, that's one key thing for us is being able to get outside early, use the cage. I mean, in we turfed our batting cages. Um, I want to say my seventh or eighth year here. Um, we turfed them to be able to come outside if it's a sprinkle. Yeah. Um, because when you can't get on your field, at least you could hit. Um, and actually, I turfed our um, both bullp- or bullpens and softball, so we could still get a bullpen in. Um, it's not the same as obviously the dirt, but it's we can still throw and hit outside if we get a rain that day. And then, um, you know, if that's all we can get done, that's all we do. Yeah, and that's one of the things, it's the same for everybody all around the area, trying to deal with the same mm-hmm. stuff with the weather. Now, got to get into this a little bit here. You might just kind of roll your eyes at me, but a family atmosphere is one thing that all happens with all mid-Michigan high school sports, no matter what sport I'm doing, whether it's football, basketball, girls or boys, baseball or softball. That's one of the cool things about our programs is they have that family atmosphere, that family feel, but it's a little bit different, <laughs> maybe a little bit more special for you this year. If somebody's followed us the last few years, they know about your daughter. Paige and Natalie, the twin sisters, are now seniors this year. Both outstanding players. I believe they're both headed to LCC next year to continue their softball careers. Yes, sir. Heading into the last hurrah with them, I guess you could say, you've coached them a lot. What, what's that been like? How special has it been? And just kind of go through that. You know, that's one of the things that I really enjoy um, is being able to see them grow. Um you know, yeah, we do stuff at home. Um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You know, <laughs> um, they'll tell you it's bad if I'm, you know, a little rough around them. And I, and I honestly, I have been sometimes. Um, but it's because we've done stuff at home that I expect them to be able to do here. Um, but it's also been a blast. I'm, I'm super excited for their senior year. I'm excited to see what they do next year at LCC and the year after that. And, um, you know, that's, that is one thing that I can always say, you know, I got to coach my kids since they were 10 Um, They grew up and I grew up at the field um, coaching. So anything that I can, you know, give them for next year and, and um, be able to, you know, support um, any ideas and stuff like that is, is I try to give them as much knowledge as I can. But there's nothing better than seeing your daughter succeed when you're standing at third base. That's that's pretty cool. It's one of those, I wish we had the camera on you because I can see the little motion in your face a little bit uh, there. And is it going to be a little weird next year? I imagine the LCC coaches might be like, hey, Brad, back off a little bit. Brad. <laughs> no, no, I learned, uh, you know, and I've learned over the years that it's, that's, my job will be done. Um, and that's and I, I can, after the game, when we're go out to dinner or something like that, you know, I'll still be a coach. But I'm also dad first now. Um, I'll be supportive. Um and, and Lisa and I are very excited to see, you know, sit back and watch, um, sit in the stands, watch them play. Um, so we're, we're really excited for that and excited to, to, you know, not necessarily have to coach. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm really excited for the opportunity they're going to get at LCC. Um, coach Kibbe is a great coach, and he's done great with that program. Yeah, and some of the other seniors who are on this team kind of go through some of those girls. Carly Smith, I know, is going to be <laughs> on the mound for you guys. Yep, Carly Carly Smith, Megan Johnston um, had played basically every year with Paige and Allie, um, since 10U. And that's, it's going to be a tough one for me at the end of the year. Um, 
losing, not losing, but those are four girls that have, like I said, since 10 years we've been together and, and through thick and thin and fighting and scratching and, you know, good days and bad. Um, you know, Samantha Ames is also, she's was an all-regional player last year, and, and it's one of those where I was like, dang, this girl can swing it in, in our first couple of days of practice, and she's done a great job, and Kayla Bashong as well. You know, she's played a lot of travel ball, and she played for me for a couple summers, so it'll be definitely a different um, vibe, you know, a little bit next year, and, and it's it's it'll be interesting. Yeah, I would say it's going to be a whole totally different thing for her because it'll be your first time coaching yes. without, you know, like I said, you had the COVID year that you don't count, but like I said, every year you've been coaching softball year, you've had one of your daughters on the <laughs> team, so it'd be yep. a little, maybe a little bit different Brad Ancliffe next year for all those good <laughs> yeah. girls as well. Yeah. And you guys have some youngsters up on the team this year too. And one of the things I want to talk about, people who didn't know last year, you guys won district championship, but you finished some games with just eight players on the <laughs> yeah. field. What was that experience like? How has that maybe helped some of the girls this year? What are the numbers like this year? Um, you know, we have we have fifteen. We only have a varsity team again this year and, and it's you know, we got some new faces and um but, you know, yeah, we were, I actually, at the end of the year, we did district championship t-shirts and I said, um, you know, what about this logo? Jerbridge, we yeah. put on the shirt. Thank you. Um, and I, and it was, um, eight is enough, but 11 is better. Um, cause we had 11 girls. Um, and like most of the time we or 10 girls, I believe anyway, sorry. Um, but at most games we ended up with eight, we had some injuries, some COVID battles, um, it was a struggle, but they peaked at the right time. They believed in everything we were doing. They were, you know, coming in every day still smiling. Um, and we were, there were days that we'd show up and go, okay, do we have everybody today? You know, and then we'd have a game and somebody would go down. And then we'd, you know, had to, I mean, we had Eva Lynch and, and um, McKenna Sellers. Um, both were injured, and they actually had to start the game. Um they would go stand in the outfield. They'd, we'd throw the first pitch, and then we'd pull them. And they sacrificed their stats. They sacrificed a lot of stuff um, for us to be able to compete. And by the districts, we had everybody. And it turned out pretty darn good. It did. And now that's going to be like a go-to coaching lesson for you for the rest of your time coaching, giving advice to anybody about overcoming adversity. You said, hey, I had a district championship softball team. A lot of times we ended the game with eight girls. If, if they can do it, so can you. Um, right. And that's, and that's you know, something that we I, – I will never, um, with that team, never question them. They, those girls fought every day. Um, there was a mental anguish some days. It was, But to see them um, be able to – get handed the championship trophy in, in districts that everything went away. Um, and for one day we got to celebrate. Um, and that was, that was, it was special. Yeah. Like I said, that I always ask at the end, you know, what do these kids learned on the softball diamond? They can't learn in the classroom. I think we kind of covered that right there. Like I said, if these girls can finish softball games, softball seasons with only eight players, sometimes they're going to do okay. in the rest yeah. of the parts of their life. Absolutely. And now obviously, what are you guys expecting from Highland teams this year? You guys, Highland conference usually pretty darn loaded when it comes to softball. Yeah, We, we actually already um, played Everett and they got us twice. They, they have a solid pitcher. And, and I tell you what, um, we battled. We played tough. It was not great weather, but we're battling rain, battling cold. But you know, so were they. And um, we went up there and we played a really solid first game, and um, ended up going down. And then you know, played well the second game, and again. But you know, for I think before that game, we had had we played Shepherd in a windstorm. 
um, and we played Claire here early. And before that game, I think we had been outside for those two games and two practices prior. <laughs> so I can't really be upset with you know how we're how we're doing. We just we, we haven't been able to get outside, and that's not an excuse. We just and I mean a lot of people that are playing are playing in cold temperatures and and um, you know getting practices in. We're practicing. We just it seems like every day we're supposed to play a game. It's not very nice weather. Yeah, I keep going to check the schedule every day to try and get out to a game or two with this school, that school, and it seems like oh nope, yeah. not happening today. That got that got moved. That got postponed to a later date, and hopefully they'll be able to make them up. And now looking ahead, I always say it's my job to look ahead, not your job to look ahead. But I got to bring it up. Coleman going to be in your guys' district again this year. Caitlin Panachik, uh, along with your two daughters, some of the top D four players in the state. They're, they've just been a powerhouse the last few years. What's it going to take for you guys to be peaking at the right time to be able to take those girls on? Um, you know, the biggest thing for us is just to get games in. Um, we can't continue to. Yeah, you don't want to go in there fifteen and four. You no. want to go in there no. fifteen and fifteen yeah. even to yeah, have a bunch of games absolutely. underneath your and, belt. And that's our, you know, that's where we're at right now. We just want to play games and. Um, you know, we weren't playing this. We lost, you know, last night's game. And so we just picked up uh, a tournament Saturday. We're going up to Grayling to play up there and short notice, but I got the girls enough of them that can go and we're going to go play. And practicing is, is great, but there's nothing like game like situation. Yep. And those girls want to get out there and play. Too. Yes. Yeah. And we're, I think they're getting probably as sick as practices. I mean, we haven't had a ton outside, but I'm sure they're just like, okay, we can't keep doing this. We have to do something else. And, and at this point, it's just playing games. We need to get games in. And Caitlin, we know all about Caitlin. Everyone knows about Caitlin. She's a great player. Um, it hits the ball a long ways. Uh, Paige played with her, and, and now they played with her for a summer. Um, you know, um, so we know about Caitlin, and, and they have Miller. Miller's a good ball player. I mean, she throws strikes. She's going to pound the strike zone. She's a good hitter. Um, you know, so they're, they're a solid team, and, and, you know, they won their district last year, and they came here, and, and uh, we hosted the regional, and they played St. Pat's after us, and, you know, Chad does a great job. I yep. bet Chad does a great job at Coleman. They'll, they'll be ready, but, you know, ultimately, it's it's we get to play. Yep. And this is probably the most experienced team that you're, you know, take go that COVID year. I think that would have been a great team for you guys, but this is probably the, the most experienced team that you've had going into this year. Yeah. We're experienced, but then we're also young. You know, I'm still starting. I'm starting to freshman and sophomore. Um, that, but you know, the sophomore got quite a bit of playing time last year, and we still we have our six seniors that are that are starters. And but yeah, I mean, we got a lot of experience, but we need to have game like situations happen so we can continue to get better. Yeah, you need to have that five five bottom of the sixth inning, yes. two runners on situation several times before you want those situations before you get to districts, and it's that do or die. Absolutely. Yep. And now, uh, young any young coaches out there listening? said you're an MHSA Hall of Famer for baseball I imagine but I imagine you could have had a little side note in there you've never been I don't think an official head football coach mm-hmm. but boy you've been around a lot of football programs for a lot long time and I know if I talk to anybody here at Beale City for any of the state championships any of those long runs they've had they're going to give you an awful lot of credit if there's a young well first of all when did you know you wanted to be a coach Brad um when I got done playing college baseball all right um it was like I needed something to do. You know, Lisa, my wife, Lisa, you know, tells me all the time, you need to go do something. And I, and I do. I need to I need to stay active. And, you know, coaching is something that I was like, eh, I'll try it for a year and see how it goes. And I was hooked. Yeah, all right. um, especially seeing these, the kids succeed. Um, you know, that that's more important than anything else. I mean, I tell I have every kid that, and I couldn't tell you the number, but 10, 12, whatever, from Beale City, from Chippewa Hills, kids that played summer ball for me. Anybody that goes to play college baseball or softball or, or in um, uh, football, uh, I tell them, all I want is a hat. Give me a hat that you, from your college. And um, 
Yeah, like I said, I have 12, 15. I don't know how many I have downstairs, but that's exciting to me. State titles are cool. I mean, I mean, people kind of forget who won this tit- state title other than the guys that played and maybe their parents. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the success that these kids have um, to see them, you know, 10 years down the road and go, hey, you know, it's like I just coached them yesterday. Um, getting the getting the um, invitations for this or that or a text at Christmas. Um, the young guys that come into coaching understand that you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the number of kids that you're going to coach, and you will probably be a big influence for a lot of years for some of these kids. Yeah, how, how much does that? Well, I guess you kind of talked about it right there, but like I said, that's what it's all about right there. And so if there's a kid out there that's thinking about coaching, what, what advice would you give to them? Patience, um, support, and just continue to better yourself um i i i've had years where it's like yeah i need to do that differently and out in in players i i remember i had a um a dad come up to me one one year and said um just not question you but my son played outfield last year and he hasn't played outfield well and i looked at him you know what you're right um and it was a kid that we were trying to create into our closer and i lost fact that he was an outfielder and i kept working him on the mound and i'm like you know what you're right and i'm like yep so you know we, we got him back into the outfield and, you know, doing things that he did the year before, hitting and stuff like that. And don't be afraid to take, you know, criticism and try in. I'm not just saying like people yelling, screaming, but some uh, a parent, your wife, your sibling, your, you know, take the criticism of, you know what, try doing this. Or why did you do that? Yep. You know, and it's, it's just be able to listen and, and because you have to grow with these kids and coaching kids today. Is different than five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years. You know, it's it's they're different, and they're not different. It's just you have to. They're they're different in the aspect of how you coach them. Yep, it's exactly the same, but you have to figure them out and coach them differently. Yep. All right, Brad. Thanks so much, Jack. It's five chat with me, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you for filming out, Chris. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.